Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Giles Aniam and Charlie East of Gunnerstown. We've just heard that Charlie East has already booked his plane tickets to Baku in the Europa League. So you're a confident man, Charlie. Yeah, I took a gamble on Valencia, so it's paid off. So we're uh, a roll on Baku. And it has all been going very, very well on the continent for Arsenal. I left you alone for a week. And it was very tidy against Napoli. Clean sheets, professional performances. And then you've got the relatively simple task of Crystal Palace at home. Quick clean sheet there. Three points. United losing. Everyone's happy. And then Mustafi decided that today was his day. (laughs) The guy just infuriates me. I I can't... There's not many Arsenal players in, in my whole life that I've really, really disliked. I mean, as, as not even his ability-wise, just the way he is, and oh, I, I, I don't. There's a lot of words. Hold, don't, it, in, hold I, it in, mate. I, I, I really, really, no, don't really, hold it in. But <laughs> I really, really dislike this guy. I just, so why do you dislike him? Is is it the fact that he makes consistent defensive errors, or is it actually more than just his performances it's, it's, on the pitch? It's the consistent errors, and they're the same errors that are just basic mistakes, lunging in trying to get the wrong side of the, the striker when he's got no chance doing so. But it's not even that. I mean, you can afford someone... We've had players before in the past that have not been very good because they try hard, because their attitude. You still, you like them. You you, you appreciate them. And st- but he, every time he makes a mistake, it's like it's someone else's fault. He waves his arm up. And when he'd done that dive yesterday, mm. that was right in front of me, yeah. where I sit. Yeah. And I... Well, Jack White also should have a two-year ban, didn't he? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> that's not enough for me. I think the Arsenal should be your. I know we're looking about premium players in. He should be the first player out of this club. And I hope now Socrates is back. I hope he's never in Arsenal. I hope never seen an Arsenal again. You know, I, I'm going to try and be a bit more diplomatic than, than <laughs> Charlie. It's here. not difficult. Yeah. I mean, I've. Ne- I mean, look, when he first came into the squad. We went twenty-something games unbeaten. I think he looked we? really good. At yeah, first, he looked yeah. really good, didn't he? Then he had the injury. Then. After that, it started to go up and down. The Munich, uh, I remember going to Munich and seeing him absolve himself of any responsibility when they went and scored and won. And since that point mm-hmm. onwards, it's been top and top topsy turvy. Now the thing is, with a lot of people that kind of rate Mustafi, when you say he's made an, an error or he's been our most error-prone defender, people flag up uh, stats to say he's had the most blocks, the most interceptions, the most. I mean, this year, this season, he does head a lot of balls out. He's very, he's a key in our uh, offensive set, set pieces as well. So he does things very well. I think what it is is his errors. As Charlie said, he makes too many errors, and I think that's what he that, that's what we remember for. Is he, his errors have damaged us. Yes, massively, consistently, <clears throat> and often. You know, and that kind of undermines his general because I think generally his performances are. He, if it cut out the errors, he'd be a six, seven out of ten player. Mm. Well, personally, I saw a I just, clip on Twitter mm. before one of the Napoli games where they're all warming up, and it was, you know, it's in a warm up. There's no oh, pressure from the opposition, but he takes a touch with one leg behind the other, like Ronaldinho, rolls it off his back, and does a couple of keepy uppies. And you're looking at that, and you think, well, actually, 
How many centre-halves in English football, in European football, can do that? He's got quality. He's got a World Cup winner's medal. And yet, as you say, Giles, he just, and Charlie, as you say, the same errors. Not just errors, but he doesn't seem to learn. Man, it's, 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 and it's lately, it's starting, to, it's starting to cost us. And it's, I mean, the pressure, it's probably the biggest pressure he's been under while he's at Arsenal. It's the first squad he's been at. We've had a real crack at the top four while he's been here. Yeah. I don't know if that's a coincidence that we've not gone to the top four he's been mm. here or not, but it's probably the first squad he's been at at Arsenal or the time of the time he's been at Arsenal where we've really had a chance getting mm. top four and the pressure's been on us a bit. We've got to go out and win. And I, I, there's there's lots of moments in my head. I think of him now. There was one I was speaking. To, I was speaking to someone today earlier on actually at the game I was at today, and he's very high up on the coaching staff at Charlton, and uh, we're talking about Mustafi. He's an Arsenal fan. Guy, and we're talking about Mustafi, and he said about. I'll never forgive him for the day that we played Manchester United. I think it was last year he made a mistake really early on. Ten minutes later, yeah. little mood injury went off of his ankle. Yeah. Next game played fine. So men- mentally, he, mm. he, he bottled it. Checks he made out. a mistake and he, and he checked out. That's not what you want from your centre halves. You you can't afford like Socrates. As much as when we signed him, everyone was thinking he was going to be a bit slow. That right, guy has come in and he has been a monster. Mm. And not, and not just because he's ability, but his presence, he, the way he is, the way he leads that team, the way he sort of he wants to win the ball, he he, he would die to get that ball. And Mustafi just ain't got that. And the funny thing for me is he made the mistake yesterday. But I saw there was one incident yesterday. I think it was in the second half. I think I think the ball came over to Benteke. Benteke wanted to volley it, and he put his head on it. I mean, Mustafi dived and put his head on it, and nodded out. And I'm thinking, it's just that juxtaposition of that kind of. You know, do or die defending as opposed to the checking out where he's... I don't know what he was doing thinking that, you know, Leno could get the ball. I mean, you're a coach, Charlie. There was no way... No way. There's no way Leno was favourite to get that ball. He should have just put it in Rosé. You've got your body on the goal. You've got himself in the right position. He turned, swing your left foot in it, knock out. And then deal with it, drop in. Fair enough, Okay, And he didn't. He tries to... I I don't know what he was doing. And And the first goal... He blames Leno after, didn't he? And the first goal... Everyone was talking. Uh, granted, Jenkinson played him on side. Mm. I'm sure we'll talk about Jenkinson going on forward. But the whole point of the, it's, it was his man. It's his man that scored yeah, the goal, and he was so far. The header from Benteke was extended. He, he put his yeah. hand up. And I, I just, rather than trying to be accountable and trying to do something about it, it's just the way he stops. I remember one um, Carabao Cup final last season. We went 1 0 down oh, Aguero. Yeah. But one long ball over the top. Aguero gave him the tiniest little nudge. Rather than just sort of getting on with it and hoping you get a foul, stops, hand up, Guerrero one on one over a spinner, one nil down. And the thing is, the thing about that is, everyone knows you can't be offside from a goal kick. Do you know what I mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> but also, on a, I mean, you bang on, yeah. but on a more basic level, everyone knows from the age of five onwards that you play to the whistle. Of yeah. course, it's not complicated. Yeah. Whether yeah. he's offside or not, whether yeah. he can be offside or not, I don't want you to stop until the referee has it's stopped the win. game. Yeah. It's just basic. Yeah. That was saying, uh, El Nene and Gaduzi had a go that yesterday. To be fair, we. The ball looked like just in front of me. The ball went out. It looked like it went out, and El Nene stopped. Ref, and they, yeah. they just Why? ran, and they, yeah. they, they just completely yeah. stopped. Second half, yeah. I the second, that. Was, just, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll go on talk about the the selection going mm. forward anyway. But back to Mustafi. I mean, I don't want to just keep blaming him. And but all three goals, even the the, um, the yeah, third the goal was one. his man again. I, 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 again, I want to be a bit diplomatic here. I think the first goal, like we've said, like you know, it's his man. He lost his man, um, but really, I, I think that's down to there's no understanding between that back line yeah. and that selection. When I saw that selection yesterday, that team sheet come out, I thought that back five, 
Mavropanis doesn't know Kolasinac. Um, Mustafi's never played with Jenkinson yeah. on the right-hand side. The back three, Mavropanis, Koscielny and Mustafi, haven't played together as a unit. You've got the, the two in front of them who the last time they played together were absolutely useless at everything. <laughs> you know, so that that five, seven players there, that, 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 that fall from there, they don't know each other. And I worry, and I was worried about the cohesion and the understanding that would, uh, you know, how that would play out. And I would, I, I, I'm sorry to say that I was really disappointed to be proved right because, you know, that first goal, that 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 the defending on that set. I think Martin Keown said it on BBC last night that they should have dropped in the old days. They would have dropped onto. They were started at the 18 yard line. They were too high up to try and defend an offside. They would have dropped on the started on the 18 yard line and cleared the lines. But the, you know, it's just little things like that. We could try and do that against day. Watford. Yeah. And I thought a couple of times, oh, yeah. we could get caught out here. And one, yeah. there was one at Watford. Everyone stepped up, and Jackham held in, and he, he cleared it. Yeah. And I thought at the time, oh, that was just a bit nervy. That we've all stepped up like yeah. that. The thing is, with those five, those five defenders, you've only had a few days. We've had Napoli. We just had Napoli on Thursday. How long? How much time did they get? You know what I mean? So like, well, they, get they, to understand. They went in training, obviously Saturday afternoon, and that's all they yeah, had. Yeah. Exactly. So. so there was that, that understanding issue. I think had a, played a part in it. The third goal again. I don't know why Torreira is on uh, Scott Dan. I don't mm. know why he's on him. It's I mean, like that's mismatch. Like two that. foot. That's yeah, that's two <laughs> foot mismatch. You know, Koscielny could have done better, but again, Mustafi's left Macafra all along. All along, maybe he thought the ball was going to go to Benteke. I don't know, but. You know, defend recently. I defending on set pieces has been good. quite yeah. been good. It's been good. But but the recent these last few weeks, look look at the the Everton game, their goal from the throw in, poor defending really, and in this one uh, 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 against um, Palace. I mean, up until then, I thought our defending on set pieces this season has been really good. So I don't know what's gone wrong in the last few weeks. There's a prime. There's a prime um, common denominator there, mate, and that's Mustafi's for half both them games. He was. It's true. Well, a final point on no, Mustafi then. No. <laughs> Arsenal. Oh no! Yeah, trying, I love yeah. that Giles. Yeah, Giles repeatedly saying, "I want to be diplomatic," and Charlie just going, "No, no I'm not having I'm it." Not having, I'm not having <laughs> <laughs> We've got a history at Arsenal mm. of dodgy centre halves. Actually, there have been some wonderful ones. He tops it. Soul Campbell's. Well, this is. I the put thing. a tweet out last night, and I and I had a lot of people comment on it. We had a lot of bad at halves, haven't you? Sigan, Sigan Stepanov, Skilacci, Skilacci, Silvestra. Even if mm. he's not the worst, and I think you've got a case for saying that he is, but even if Mustafi were just up there as one of the calamity defenders, mm. is that made worse by the fact that he cost 35 million quid? Does oh. that frustrate you? That he should have been and was billed as finally this marquee defensive Vidic. signing. Yeah, who was going to Steve Stammers, where are yeah. you? He came <laughs> and tweeted, tweet, I see someone put a tweet yesterday that he said Steve had that. The mm. next Arsenal have finally found their centre half. The next Nemanja Vidic. Is there is there an element there for you of what yeah, might look, have been? Yeah, even then, I mean, back then you thought. Well, I think Gary Neville was, was surprised that Arsenal came in with a bid for him and the bid at that that kind of price. I, I apparently said Valencia couldn't wait to get rid of him mm. for that kind mm. of price, you know. And um, I, I don't know. Like I said, his start to this, his start to his, his Arsenal career was really good. He good went twenty two yeah. games unbeaten. Yep. He looked fine, and then he got injured. He come back, and then from that point on, I don't know if it's. I just don't know. Maybe it's at that. I think. When did he come? Fifteen, sixteen, or sixteen, seventeen? Would have been after the World Cup, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it'd have been sixteen, seventeen season. Yeah. That was a season where we started to have our, our away day issues. Yeah. So I don't know if it's what you know the the the, 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 the teachings he'd got from Bolden and Wenger, you know, and the, and the back four as all the defense as a whole, sort of like just 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 sort of like, you know. Um, in you know, just I don't know, in, seeped into their minds, and 
you know, taken over their 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 their, their, their ability to to be intelligent defenders I don't know very frustrating Mustafi while Charlie is still seething wasn't the only thing wrong with the Arsenal performance at the weekend and coming up we'll be talking about the team selection did Emery take Palace a bit too lightly we just got full time from our final championship game of the day and it is a terrible result for Leeds United it's Brentford 2 Leeds nil. and could it be that automatic promotion is slipping away from Bielsa's men don't this is Love Sport. It's the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with Johnny Burrow, Giles Aniam and Charlie East. And we've given Mustafi a fairly spectacular kicking for the first quarter of an hour of the Long show. Well, you, you, <laughs> you, you and Charlie have. Well, I've tried it's true. To, You've been very yeah, diplomatic, Giles. But hmm. he wasn't the only problem with this Arsenal performance. I think some people feel that Emery perhaps was a little too comfortable looking to Palace. And might there also have been a psychological aspect to this in the sense that Arsenal kicked off after United was still dead and buried against Everton, got absolutely tonked 4-0. No one was really expecting that. It meant that top four was opening up so, so nicely for Arsenal. Do you think the players looked at it and sort of assumed that it was job done before they'd even kicked off? um, I I just think uh, Emery got got this one wrong, to be honest with you. The setup um, was wrong. And um, I think it gave Palace more of an incentive than us. Palace would have seen that team and thought, we'll have a go, yeah. yeah, we'll have a go. You know, um, we should have, I, I would have liked us to start a stronger team. I think we'll go on to Gunduzi and Anani. I think they, we know what they can do, we know what they can't do. What they can't do is progress the ball with a punch. Mm. You know, they're not punchy players with the ball, do you know what I mean? They're not like, when Torreira gets the ball, Punch is quick. Yep. Get it, get it, quick. get it, get it. Get it Move you know, the you know. ball forward as yeah. quick as you can. Um, yeah. Jack can spread a pass, you know, you can spread the play. I don't think those two as a combo have that in them, you know. Um, and, you know, um, Elzy was coming back to sort of drop in and sort of like try and affect the play. I think um, we just weren't, we, we, we struggled. We struggled a lot. And I think we could have done with maybe an extra body in midfield. Obviously, the second half coming, you know, he's brought on a, a, a Wobi and he's that kind of player that yep. we needed. He, he completely changed the, the psychology, the atmosphere, the tenure of the game when he came on. I don't know if you noticed it, Charlie, but in the ground, once he, it's, it, was once soon as, it was a lift, wasn't it? We did it? score, obviously, two yeah. minutes in the second half, yeah. which obviously lifted but that, but he was involved. But he was involved in all that. He, he was, was really central to that. was a lot more that. movement, yeah. more direct. Yeah. And what I found, Kolasinac looks like a, a completely different player when Iwobi's not playing with him. Yeah. Like, it looks worse for yeah. the worse. Yeah. And when they play well together. Yeah. And what you found, because what Emery's obviously said, he said every time Kolasinac, you watch it, it was like a trigger. Every time Kolasinac went, Ganduji tapped in as that yeah. third. Always yeah. just tapped in there. Torreira came across yeah. and then they were second half. They started to keep, didn't they? Yeah. So it was like I said, they obviously worked. Yeah. And it worked. The second half, but it did work. Then we got to go yeah. early on, it carried on. But I think Emery showed yesterday his priorities are oblique. Yeah, I know. I know that's crazy. Some fans are not going to uh, like that or agree with that. I think he showed yesterday with that team. Europa League's what he, he he wants to win. Do you think he had an eye on Wednesday though? Do you think top um, home form? We're one of the best in the league. Fortress. Yeah. You know, Wolves on Wednesday. You know, we've got yeah, to, we've yeah, got to get something out of that. I think he and did. He had an eye on Wednesday. Yeah, I think he did. And I, I mean, I I did as well. I look at that team. What I was like, oh, we was all we was all happy about that. But. Should be over at home mm. to Palace. I mean, you should, yeah. like, you should, and that's the that's thing. That's the problem. Yeah, that is. But I looked at Palace's team, 
And I thought Hodgson had hard to give up the game. Yeah, yeah the hands on the yeah. bench. Yeah. And the, the, the back four weren't yeah. very good. Yeah. There was a few players he yeah. left out. I thought, oh, maybe Hodgson doesn't really fit. I even started looking who they got a game in the week. Yeah. They haven't. Yeah. But let's just get something right of Arsenal. No matter what footballer you are, if you're not scored for 50 goals, 50 games, <laughs> or you, you, you're in a bad run, <laughs> play against Arsenal, you're going to yeah. get a goal. Ben Teke gets scoring yesterday, was dotting yeah. the cards on it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he hasn't uh, scored for that long and he scores against us. For, yeah, a year. over a year. You know, and, I mean, oh, it was awful. And he should have scored another as well, the yeah, one he got cut back. Yeah, yeah. It was off, there was one we just offside as well, which um, we were lucky for. But um, yeah, I think, you know, look, I think he took it lightly. I think that our setup was wrong. We didn't progress the ball. We didn't have enough people to sort of like move them off their, their, their spots until the second half. Um, you know, and they were happy to drop in, to drop back and just say to us, break us down. We're not going to we're not going to press you. Once once our defenders had the ball, once Lena kicked it out to one of the, the back three, they were happy to leave us to do. It. It's when we started to try and progress the ball in up the thirds, they were like, "No, you're not going to do that. We're going to block you off, and then we're going to spring on you." And Zaha was untouchable. I, you know, after the first time somebody tried him, and I think they got a yellow card or whatever. I'm not sure. I got the impression that our players did not want to touch him because you know they were fearing that maybe we'll get a yellow here or something like that. You know, he looked unplayable. And the thing is, I was looking at him, I was thinking, that is the type of player we need. Somebody that can yeah. break games open. Do you think he's consistent enough for Arsenal? I think he's ready to, to step up into a... I, I think he's ready to, to leave Palace and go to a, a bigger club, whether it's Arsenal or somebody in the top six. I think he's ready for that. I think when he was at Man U, he said that, you know, Moyes tried to break him. Yeah. You know, uh, I know that he's tarnished. His, his reputation has been tarnished <coughs> by that tenure at Man United. But I think he's too good. For, I think he's bigger than Man than than Palace. And oh. I, I would like. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if we could get him for like forty or 50, 40, 45 million. I don't think that would be a bad no, a bad deal. I, I don't think you'd ever get him for that sort of money. No, I think they want but more. But for me, not a player I'd like Arsenal. I just don't particularly like his antics. The way he goes over quite easily. I don't like but that. Is he the player? Is he the sort of player that if <coughs> he's at your club you love him? If he's not at your club you hate him. Well, it's yeah. interesting that he goes over easy allegation mm. because I hear that a lot and I think that a lot and whenever I put that to the guys from back of the nest mm. on the Palace fan show on a Tuesday night they always say give me an instance where Zaha actually dived and it is interesting how hard it is to think of one because even the one against Arsenal earlier in the season was Xhaka Xhaka said listen I did actually foul him I'm not sure that he does fall over as much as he gets accused of yeah um I've, I've, I haven't really watched it, you know. I haven't really watched his antics, but I've, I do think that um, I think it's his attitude, though, as much as anything, as well. You know, he he does feel he does he does kind of play up to the referee, like you know, look, I've been fouled ten times. When are you going to give him a yellow? Are you going to when yeah. are you going to protect me? Sort of thing. He does kind of play up. I don't, like, I don't know what it is. Mm. I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, but he, I think Palace. I think he needs to leave Palace. I think I think you need to. But I think Arsenal. I would, I, I, if you're going to spend that money, I think there's better players out there for us. I don't want to get Dortmund yeah. is a name that's yeah. being heavily, yeah. heavily linked yeah. with the heart, yeah. which yeah. probably be a good move. That would yeah. be good. That would be, that would be a good move. We go yeah. Germany. Yeah. These guys seem to do well, don't they? So what, what I'm looking at, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at <coughs> Iwobi because he kind of plays in that Iwobi role, and his end product is the kind of end product I'm expecting of Iwobi. Iwobi just doesn't won't. I don't think he'll ever reach that kind of level. I think Zaha's better, yeah, better than yeah. Iwobi. Well, you know, look yeah. at Iwobi yesterday, he had that chance, didn't he? Late yeah. on, Gendouzi's played oh, it into Central, it. central. That was a big chance. and he's Zaha scores that. Yeah. That's the situation no, he buries he's that. Just, just, he didn't have the confidence. He, just, he could tell he's concentrating. Keep it down, keep it, yeah. you know, keep it on target. Because normally he'd come over there yeah, and whatever. get, oh. But if Zaha, if, if, if Lacazette or Aubameyang or Ramsey's got that chance, he'd work to keep it, he'd probably score. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the thing with Iwobi. 
doesn't have that conviction, doesn't have that confidence in his, his ability to sort of like, you know, put him up. If he could, if he could do that, he'd be a brilliant player, but he's not. And I think it's, he's kind of got the skill set that we need, but we need a better player than him. Yeah, needs yeah. to be a bit more clinical. Later in the show, we will be touching on some of the players Arsenal could be making a move for in the summer transfer window. But before that, it's time for a chat with Simon Collings, who is the Evening Standard sports reporter and, of course, on this show, an Arsenal fan. This is Love Sport. The Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with Johnny Burrow, Giles Aniam and Charlie East. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Simon Collings, who is an Arsenal supporting, of course, an Arsenal supporting sports reporter for the Evening Standard. Evening, Simon. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Were you disappointed with not just the performance, but the team selection itself at the weekend? Yeah, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Um, I think it was it was a difficult one for Emery, wasn't it, after after Thursday night and, and that result in Naples where, you know, I think a lot of people say that's one of Emery's best results. And with the run of games Arsenal got, we always knew April was going to be a busy month with, with eight games. He he had to make changes, I think. But what it highlighted for me more than more than anything else is the gap that Arsenal have between where they are and the likes of, of Liverpool and, and Manchester City. Because as we saw when... Emery had to rotate, he had to bring in the squad players, the likes of Carl Jenkinson, um, the likes of El Nene, the likes of Mustafi, as I'm sure you guys have been talking about. Um, <laughs> the bit. drop in quality is, is too big and it, and it paid for Arsenal and, and it showed on Sunday that if you want to be one of those top two teams, even the top three teams, you need to have a stronger squad than, than Arsenal do at the moment. Hi, Simon Giles here. I just wanted to pick your brain about um, Mkhitaryan. Now, I think Mkhitaryan, because he's been off the ball the last few games, he, Emery didn't trust him to start yesterday. And I think, you know, up until the last few weeks, he'd been playing well. You know, he'd looked like he'd been back on form and whatnot. And I just wonder if, if, if Emery had the trust in him, he might have started yesterday. You know, because that was one player, I mean, you know, that you'd think he's got the kind of skill set that, that Ramsey has. He scores goals, he gets into the box, he, he links shot. up with Obama Yang, you know. Um, <clears throat> You know, and I just think maybe uh, um, Emery just didn't trust him enough. You know, his, his recent performances have showed that, you know, he's off the ball. Maybe it's a confidence thing and whatnot. And maybe that's why, you know, he started with um, Ilnini and Genduzi, and you know, he had, um, uh, you know, the, the front three. I, I don't know if whether you thought that was there any. I mean, it looked like there was nobody else he could play. But I'm just wondering if there's an op- if there was a possibility that if if Mkhitaryan would had been a bit more on form, he might have been in, involved in the selection. Yeah, I mean, Mkhitaryan for me is, is is an odd one because I think like most people, I was I was pretty excited when Arsenal got the best out of what was a, you know a difficult and bad situation when you you're losing Alexis Sanchez. But for me, it just hasn't really delivered no. to to the standard I think Arsenal fans hoped it would, and can perhaps see why United were willing to let him go. And I I think it is a confidence issue, and it's probably born out of the fact that. You, know, you look at his appearance numbers and the games he's played in. He's clearly not someone who Emery has in his in his first team plans, and certainly starting them plans. And so, therefore, that's going to affect the, the confidence of a player. Um, I think the issue for for me, you know, yesterday revolved around not necessarily so much going forward because I think again Arsenal showed that with Lacazette, with Aubameyang, with Özil, they are comfortably one of the best teams in the league going forward. The issue again is is at the back when you take out Socrates or when you get rid of Jirak or, or Terreira in front of that defence, they suddenly become so vulnerable that 
the drop-off is just so big and, and the team like Crystal Palace can, can exploit it in, in the way that they did. Fast round, Charlie. Um, do you think just this recent few games, people, Xhaka's, I think, is a bit of a scapegoat over the, over the coming uh, past months and years gone by. But do you think these these last few games have shown how important he actually is for our team at the minute? For me, I mean, I've always been a huge Jacket fan, and I see him as a bit of a leader in the middle. And I think when he doesn't play, we look like a completely different side. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think he's always been someone who has been a bit like Ozil, that you know, he's a lightning rod for criticism. And, and when yeah. things go bad, you know, he's often the one who, who cops a flat. But for me, I mean, if you just look from a statistical point of view, you look at Arsenal's games and when they play well and Jack is in the team, the amount of passes, possession and play that, that goes through him is, you know, far superior to anyone else on the pitch. He's he's linking the whole defence and attack. And I think people perhaps don't see that role as much because, you know, it's not necessarily the final ball, it's not necessarily the goal, but it is the whole, you know, keeping the team ticking over, keeping the play going along. And and I agree with you, I think when he's not in that team they lack that sort of control that, you know, as much as Guendouzi is a great player, he's still quite young in a sense that he, he makes a lot of errors and, and gives the ball away, whereas I think Xhaka is, is a lot more efficient and a lot more disciplined. And the same with Nene, who, you know, Premier League starts have been incredibly rare from this season. They they cannot offer what, what Xhaka does. And, and I think you're spot on in saying that without him in the team, you know, Arsenal aren't as solid and do not control games as, as well as Emery would want to. Simon, one thing we've said quite a lot on this show is that we suspected that Mavropanos's Arsenal career probably wasn't going anywhere fast. Not many of us expected to see him play a significant amount of Premier League football for the rest of this season. He did feature against Palace. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I mean, such a difficult one for, for Mavropanos because I was there um, against Watford the week before, you know, on the Monday when he played there, and that was you know his first start since that Leicester game at the back end of last season which I'm sure we'll all remember where you know, he was sent off after 12 minutes <clears throat> and he, he was given the opportunity by Henry to play and I think what we saw against Watford and against Palace was that this is a guy who you know he's a talented player I think there's definitely a player in there but he's, he's incredibly rusty at the moment he's, he's lacking in match sharpness and the difficulty is this is this is not the time of the season when you want to be trying to build up you know your match sharpness and, and your you know, match experience because these games are you know the peak part of the season. This is when it's, it's do or die, and I think that's a difficulty for Mavropanos. I think he's playing out of the out of the situation that Arsenal need to play him because they need to rotate and they need to rest. But I think that it's difficult for us to judge him right now because simply he he hasn't had enough games. But I think with a full preseason, which he you know he hasn't properly had with injuries and stuff, I think there's definitely a player in there. But but right now, we're just seeing someone who's probably not quite as, as sharp as you need to be when it's when it's support of the season. And I think with Monreal out yesterday, is someone else someone we miss it really? Do we know what was happening with Monreal yesterday? Was he on the bench? He was, he was definitely warming up. Was he warming up? Yeah, he was warming up. I saw him warming up on the bench yesterday. Um, I just want to ask, um, you know, we talk about... Um, I suppose yesterday you could say it was a conservative team selection. I mean, I said at the start of the show, I just didn't think that back for I knew each other. You know, you look at Kolasinac and, and Mavropanos, how often they, they played together this season? Never. You know, on the right-hand side, Jenkinson and Mustafi, how often they played together this season? Very little. You know, and then, and then you know, you've got the two in midfield. Now, you know, I just feel that, you know, we could have had a few more. I mean, the second half, you could see what, what the kind of injection Iwobi gave us, you know. We went more attacking. 
you know, uh, we took the initiative to them. I just think, you know, we should have had, we should have gone with more of an attacking initiative at home, you know, um, whether that's with Mkhitaryan starting or Wobi starting. You know, you look at um, Ozil, he looked a lot more happier with somebody else that could, that could, that he could pass with, that could move players off the block. Now, I don't know if you, if you thought the same thing, Simon. The thing for me with the team selection was, I think it was going to be clear that he was going to have to rotate at this point. But for me, just just given the the away form that that, that Arsenal have had, if, it's difficult for me because I obviously don't know how fit these players are, what they're, you know how they're feeling after that Naples game. But I would have liked to have seen, you know, go near enough full strength against Palace mm. um, at home, which is a game we should win. You know, Palace are a very good team away from home, but that's a game we should win. And then more likely rest against a team like Wolves, who, to be honest, have got one of the best records against top six time top six teams at home and that is always going to be an incredibly tough game and, and a match where you think you know if you looked at the remaining fixtures you go that's somewhere we're going to drop points so I would have preferred personally if Emery had gone you know full strength against Palace near enough first 11 get the three points put the best the pressure back mm-hmm. on Tottenham who, who now have been given you know the chance to take control again mm-hmm. and then rest against Wolves so that for me was the frustration I had that it would have been nice to, to have gone strength and then rested with Wolves but the question for Emery will be now whether he can turn it around against Wolves because all of a sudden that becomes a game where Arsenal cannot afford to drop points because mm. they're running out of games to, to skew the top four. Simon, it's been lovely speaking to you. Thanks ever so much for your Cheers, time. Simon. Just Thanks before we you. let you get going, one final question, which is, if you had to give me one player who Arsenal could realistically bring in in the summer to strengthen ahead of next year, who would you go for? Oof, that's a tough question. Um, based on who I would go for, you know, not not on my knowledge of, of the club's transfer activities, it would be um, Nathan Ake down at Bournemouth. Um, I think he, in terms of what he offers in a ball-playing centre-back, um, he's very good in, in possession. He's a great defender. He's also homegrown from the fact that he was at Chelsea, you know, three years under the age of 21, and the fact he could play as a left-sided centre-back, he could play as a left-sided centre-half, which is something you know we haven't had since the days of, of Thomas Vermaelen. And if needed, he can also sort of fill in as, as a holding midfielder. So for me, that would be a player I'd go for. I think you know you wouldn't get it for cheap. I mean, Bournemouth paid you know a, a twenty million pounds for him, so you'd be looking at sort of thirty million. But for someone who's you know mid twenties, proven in the Premier League, can play a number of positions, that would be the player that I'd be going for if if I could have my wish and, and was in charge of the transfers. But be interesting to see where they go for because for me centre back is is the one area that Arsenal have really got to strengthen it. Charlie, do you think Ake could be an improvement on Mustafi? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, I could be improvement on Mustafi. <laughs> I think Simon makes a good point about That's the left sided yeah. defender. You know, because we 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 we're playing with um, Monreal as a left sided. Well, Holding was there. Holding looked yeah. good there, didn't they? Yeah, before he got I mean, injured. Yeah, Ake's natural. He's a natural player. I just wonder if he, if Chelsea got a buyback a buyback on that on uh, the Bournemouth bid deal. Do you know if anything about that, Simon? Or? I don't think they do. I don't okay. think they do. I think that Bournemouth has gotten straight cash, which for right. them was... I think at the time there were a lot of eyebrows raised when they paid sort of £20 million, mm. pounds, but everyone now thinks, you know, that's it looks like that's, pretty good business yeah. because yeah. I think outside the top six, he's probably one of one of the best centre-halves 
Yeah. Yeah. And he could strengthen Arsenal. Simon, thanks ever so much for talking to us. Simon Collings there, who is a sports reporter, an Arsenal supporting sports reporter, of course, of the Evening Standard. Coming up, we're going to talk about which players are crucial this season, who we can't afford to rest, and also, in slightly melodramatic terms, which players we should never see again. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> this is Love Sport. It's Johnny Burrow here on Love Sport Radio for the Arsenal Fan Show with Giles Aniam and Charlie East of Gunnerstown. And I'm delighted to say we've also got a caller into the show. It's a voice that some of you, if you're used to Love Sport Radio, you're used to this time slot on Love Sport Radio, may be familiar with. It's Nick from the Back of the Nest podcast and the Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport. Nick's called in, I suspect, because we were talking about a certain Mr. Wilfred Zaha. Nick, have we upset you? Well, how are you doing, guys? All right. Good evening, um, Nick. Sorry well, about no, yesterday. Congratulations, no, no. mate. Well <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, 27% possession, 19 shots on target. You had whatever possession and less shots. What's going on? I think this less shots thing is a trend with Arsenal. We, we're not, we're, you know, we, don't, we don't have high shot numbers, but we're more, I think we're one of the best converters of shots. But, um, yeah, look, you know, you guys played a good game. We should have... We, like I said earlier on, look, we shouldn't have taken you lot so lightly. You've had a good result at Man City. You, you nearly beat Liverpool, I think, earlier on this season over there. You know, you're not, you're, you know, you're not a walk, you're not a walkover away from home. Hodgson's got you guys set up really well, um, and I was more disappointed with us than you guys, to be honest with you. We're, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, so I, I give you all the, the praise. I would, for me, I wouldn't mind a Wilfred Zaha. Charlie sees it differently, yeah, no. but um, <laughs> there you are. No, we, we can't do a pace either. Obviously, you, you cut the tires, you cut it on the counter pace wise, and it's that one boy over the top. We uh, we find ourselves in a bit of bother. And um, I, I'll be honest, I was watching the game, and you were so bad, I thought you'd thrown it deliberately. I thought there was a betting syndicate involved. <laughs> I really did. I, I don't know what Mustafi was doing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Anything when he let like Will through, I'm sure that wasn't the case. For the record, Nick. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. But, Must- but um, any team with Mustafi and you just let us through so easily. And, I mean, our back four yesterday, we had uh, yeah. Joel Ward, who's already played all season, playing at left back. We switched um, Aaron Wambisaka to the other side and two players that have barely played together. And we look solid. Yeah. But you look, there was no communication, lots of blaming going on. Yeah, I think there was, and, a, um, there was, a, lack of un- there was a lack of familiarity amongst our team, I think. And I think a lot of players seem to cop out. I think there was a lot of... You know, looking at the referee and calling for like, you know, decisions and whatnot, and I just feel that the mentality was wrong from the outset. I don't know, and, and I thought that when he put that team sheet up, I thought Palace might have thought we could have a go at these guys. Do yeah, you know what I mean, I'm down. Totally know, agree. They've got they got Jinduzi and 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 Elneny in their midfield. We'll have a go at them. We'll see what they're about. And you pressed us whenever them two had the ball. You pressed us. You know, you didn't press us at yeah. the back. You pressed us when they had the ball. So obviously, you you guys thought them two are your weak links. You know. And then you got it caught, you got it forward quickly. You had Benteke, who, who wasn't going anywhere near Mavropanis, so who kept on going on Mustafi and Jenkinson. And you had, you know, Wilfred Zaha, who I thought after the first couple of tackles, they, they didn't want to touch him because, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you never know what, what way the referee's going to give it, you know. And um, he had a field day with us. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. Done. But um, you, you never know what Palace is going to turn up. Mm. You know, feel sorry for me, he doesn't go to away games. I've had an awful season watching us at home. <laughs> We've been rubbish. <laughs> um, was it a handball with Juan Bissaka? I thought so. Next I mean, season it will be, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I, 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 I in the ground, I see it. 
I mean, I don't watch Match of the Day when Arsenal lose, so I've not seen it since. But um, when, um, <laughs> <laughs> but when, um, when I in the ground, it was not far where I where I sit with, but you know I'm at, and I thought it was handball. And I've seen since on Twitter people agree with me. What were your thoughts on it? It's one of them, one of them ones you sometimes you get them sometimes. Do you know I mean six one after that? Elsa? Was it was it similar to the Kempembe one that that, that Man United no, got? No, it was, it was more. Because he went up, he went up. Was it, was it, was, his, was his hands closer to his body? No, nah, it's more out. It was more out. It's than more it out. Have been a penalty. Yeah, I thought it was a penalty. What do you think then, mate? I've, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because when they show you the VAR, it's all <clears> in slow mo and it looks yeah. so different. I don't think he could have done much about it. The ball came in so quickly. It did quickly. come very but, quick. But even even if he couldn't do anything about it, it could still be a handball, couldn't it? He was up yeah. quite high. Yeah. I mean, if the, if yeah. the hands are away from his body and he couldn't move them, that's unlucky. But it is a handball. Like I said, yeah. next season it will be winning. Anyway, I've got to go because I'm walking the dog and he's just done a big poo. I've got to <laughs> hang on, hang at on. Me. just quickly, Nick, before you clean whatever needs to be dealt with. It's not just the dog. You've got brand new kittens. I remember. How are they getting yes. on? We've got two boys and a girl. And they're behaving? Um, we haven't named them yet. We've managed to... Um, Get rid of two in a few weeks' time, but yeah, they're starting to walk about. They've got their eyes open. She called one. I'll reveal I was going to say, she called one. Just as a thank you. Well, Nick, I will look forward to chatting to you tomorrow. For anyone who wants more of Nick's animal-based chat of a of a bizarre and glorious nature, you'll have to tune in to the Palace Fan Show tomorrow here on Love Sport Radio with me. That's seven o'clock till nine in the evening. I'd be interested to see Zaha in an Arsenal shirt or in a different Premier League team because I think the point you made, Charlie, was a really interesting one of are you going to get him for 40, 45, even 50 million quid? You're probably not. And the figure that we get quoted from Palace is 70 million. But the weird thing is you bang on that you won't get him for 45. But is he 70? No. I, I don't think he is. He's not no, consistent no. enough in front of goal. It's, you know, it's just the market, whatever the market dictates, right? I mean, got, I don't got, think he's. I don't think he's sixty, seventy. Yeah, but they're probably got, looking at Pepe and thinking, well, sixty mil. Sixty mil. Why can't we? Why can't we knock him for six? If they somebody wants to come in for sixty, seventy for him. Yeah, but you've got Pepe, you know. who's is playing for Lille in front. Oh, God, it's not the. It's not the league's not as good. Mm. But they're up there challenging. Yeah. He's at the top of the goal scoring charts. He's mm. constantly scoring goals, assists. Zaha's not as you said. He's not consistent enough. Well, he's he played, played well yesterday. Yes. But How many goals he's got? He's playing season? for a team that don't score. Like, I don't. I don't imagine they've got. I don't know where they're. Yeah, but, but they Hill, don't concede a lot away from home. They're no, very, they don't. They're, they're, they're away from fantastic. Yeah, they're stingy away from home. But I don't know if it's a team that are built to score. I mean, they played Benteke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a team that's built to score. And look at their midfield. They're not. They're not really progressive. They're not really. You know. So he's. He's a lot of the burden is on him. Yeah, I take your point, but the thing about a lot of the burden being on him, particularly earlier in the season, before they got Batshuayi on loan, was that that responsibility, as you said, was him, was for him, sorry, but with that responsibility does come opportunity. And I think a really top goal scorer, and okay, Zaha's not a centre forward, Mm. but a really top goal scorer, a world-class talent, takes games by the scruff of the neck in that context, doesn't he? And go, you know what, maybe the midfield isn't as fluent as it might be, but I'm going to score a goal here. But a world-class kind of talent, you're looking at 100 million plus. Yes, that's true. This, this, that's what the market dictates nowadays. Yeah, but I think you're not going to see Mane go for less than 120 yeah, but you, if you, he goes. You think that you're talking about 70 million for Zaha. We spent 70 million on this year, we've got five players for that. Mm. So, Arsenal Football Club are not going to go away 70 million no. on Zaha. They're not. So, it's just okay. not going to happen. okay. Are they going to go 60, 70 on someone like Pepe? Or Isco? 
Has Isco been Isco's as been well? heavily linked in the last couple of days because there are reports of a fairly unconvincing kind that City were interested and City are no longer interested and Arsenal are now in pole position. But I'm I can't not, I'm not see, convinced. I can't see us going. Get, we'd have to get rid of Ozil if that's the case. I, th- I think Mkhitaryan could go to summer because I think he's a player that is an asset. Um, he's got quite a good stock still in places like Germany. Mm. He'd probably still you'd probably get your 25 mil or whatever for him, maybe 30 mil. I don't know, still it's not a lot of money, but Something. it's just income. Yeah. And we've not got many players we can sell. We're losing Rams on a free. Would you sell Mkhitaryan for 25 mil? I would, mil? yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. No hesitation. No hesitation. I would. I would. I would look. I would look to chip out Ozu and Mkhitaryan this summer, personally. I, I that's, that's half a million. That's, that's over half a million pound a week off the wage bill. I don't think we're going to get rid of Ozil, but I think we can get rid of Mkhitaryan. I think it's really disappointing with him. I thought. I thought he would have been one of the players that, that, that Emery could hang his hat on and say, look, give us a season. I thought he would, I was hoping he'd give us a season. Just give us one season. You know what I mean? You're that he's been good of, in spells. That's the thing. He's got a couple of games and in five or six games, he's rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Yesterday look, was look a game where you wanted look, to go, come on. Look, even, was it Napoli the other night? He was, chances he was missing. And, do you know what I mean? And like, Who was it? Um, McIntyre was it? McIntyre against Watford is the worst game I've seen so, back for Watford. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. terrible. Watford, yeah, Watford. He was even, even the people on the way in when he didn't come off. Was like, how's McIntyre yeah. still on this pitch? He went right wing yeah. back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So you look at him, you think he plays two good games, and then he has five, and, and that's the thing: the inconsistency for the kind of player he's supposed to start it to be. Yeah, I was disappointed with his. I was disappointed his, we didn't get him when he went to United first of all. Yeah. Mm. We were heavily linked with him direct from Dortmund. Yeah. And suppose Mourinho come in and gives up to us with the wages, as you know I do, and I was a bit disappointed. I thought it would have fit in lovely for us, I mean, but it's what it is. It's what it is. Interesting that we're talking about players who could be coming to the end of their Arsenal careers, because coming up we'll be talking about the players who we might be keen, if we're honest, and we're never rude about players, particularly not German centre-backs, but <laughs> we will be discussing the players you might be happy to see the back of. This is Love Sport. The Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. You're with Johnny Burrow, Charles Aniam and Charlie East of Gunnerstown. <coughs> and Charlie East, in the break there, has <laughs> just revealed that he booed Shotdram Mustafi at the weekend. You said, Charlie, that when you started booing, you're expecting people to say, Oi, we won't have any of that. Yep. And actually, what happened? People started booing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Where I, I sit at Block 18, which anyone knows who know Arsenal... It's trying to away fans. It's quite of the of anywhere in the area. It is probably one of the most livelier places, and um, quite well, I enjoy it there. And second half, Mustafi's on my side, and I I, I shouted out a few things, and I knew he could hear me because like you, you you know you, you can you can tell. I mean, Did he ever look at you? Did you yeah, catch an eye? He does look. He does look. Does Last week, uh, Socrates, I give him a bit of praise against Napoli. Give me a big wink and. A, one, so. so when Mustafi looks over then, was it a look of aggression? No, or was it, just it, was sadness? A, it was a look like, leave me alone, mate, oh, please. Oh, bless him. But then I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll just get, I'll, I'll just say, you're useless, you're useless, useless. Like, no swearing, <laughs> what is kids about? Yeah, you're but a civilised guy. I was just non-stop relentless on him. <laughs> a, few, a few games ago, I can't remember which home game it was now, my memory's not very good, but, you know, he was playing on the right side, right-hand side, down our side, and uh, people were having a go at him, and I was just thinking, you know, he's not he's not had a bad game. It's just, I just think he has a he has, he makes one bad error, like one misplaced pass or something, and then they're on him. The crowd are on him. And he's real. He's a really easy sort of like you know 
player to kind of get on the back of, you know. And funny enough as well, El Nenny yesterday as well. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, it went backwards and people were groaning and moaning and, you know what I mean? They were like, get it effing forward and whatnot. And there are a couple of players that have lost any kind of credibility with the fans. I think mm. Induji's and starting to get that now, you know. I and think, and yeah. I think people turned on him. Yeah, and I think, I even yeah. said to him, and I'm like, this is Ganduzi. It's his first year in the Premier League. He's a kid. Give the guy a break. He's a kid right? He's a well. kid. I think El Nini, I think so Emery needs to give him a break. Yes, mm. I think yeah. I totally I agree think, with that. Yeah, I think he needs yeah, Mustafi, to start time now. I suppose he's a World Cup winner. But well he is a World Cup winner. But there, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a point with Mustafi where I completely understand the booing and I can see where you're coming from because it was a frustrating performance. But with the example that you guys gave earlier of the United game where he makes the mistake and then he goes off. Yeah. If we've established coward. that Mustafi may be a coward, maybe someone who perhaps hasn't got a scrappy character, is there a worry, Charlie, that when you shouted him, you're rubbish, he's just going to have a cry? <laughs> I'm sort of being serious here. If no, you really go at him and he can hear you, you, you might make him worse. Go off then. If it's me that's in his head now, he shouldn't be playing football at this level. Come on, like... You're right, I make you right. Maybe Mustafi lies awake at night <laughs> and just sees Charlie E's face screaming, you are useless. I remember we played Manchester United, um, the ga- that game, mm. social media, I give him a bit of stick. All of a sudden I got, I got a Twitter account got banned from, from <laughs> Jack. Yeah, I don't know what Good. happened. I think, he, I, think he blo- I think he reported me. I really do. To this day, I think Mustafi has somehow got you report. Him. I really do. He bullies me. Him. <laughs> I've not been blocked yeah. by him. I don't know. No, yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, each to their own. They pay. Everyone pays their money to go into the ground. No, I don't agree with him. I really don't. Yeah. And but it just got to the point. I was so angry with him. And then he done that dive. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was that was pitiful. It was, yeah, it, that was, it was right um, in front. It was a disgrace. Yeah, it was. That's to the first boo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first. How many boos were there? I tell, you, oh, I tell you, there was a good 30, 40 people joining me. <laughs> I tell you what, Charlie's not alone in people that have had enough of him. No. In the ground. You, you mean, you know, when we're having a bad time, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear him. There's a growing number but of people. But I'm also, that, I'm, a, I'm a realist in the yeah, world. I mean, like, yeah. the game a couple of weeks ago, I thought he played really well. Yeah. I thought he was one of our better players. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, and I, and I, I tweet out, so mm. fair play, you all know, but I'll tell people, you know I don't like him. Mm. But Mustafi was excellent today, yeah. or he yeah. played really well today. Yeah. But it's just not enough for them. And I think that's what it is. I think he, Again, like when I when you when you have a go at Mustafi online, I, I get people come back, you know, with all these stats about he's a, he's a top in this and he's a top in that. <sighs> and what the thing is, the thing is, Charlie, for me, I think he's a good defender. I think, but he damages us. His errors really, really damage us, and that's what that's what stands out in people's memories. I, you know, I don't think he's as bad as I. I think he's a better footballer than Sian. I think he's a better footballer than. Um, Squilacci, I think you know all those players that you've mentioned. But Sylvester was awful. I, mean, oh, yeah. got him, I don't know, but I just think it's those errors. He checks out. I don't. You no one wants to see a player check out. Here's a stat for you. I've read Arsenal are unbeaten in a Premier League match that Mustafi and Lichtsteiner haven't featured in. So when neither of those are players featured have at all, we're unbeaten. That is quite interesting. Mm. There's another question there with Mustafi. You point out rightly, Giles, that Charlie is far from alone in being someone who's had enough mm. of Mustafi. Had enough is a strong phrase. Do you think there is any possibility at all of Mustafi redeeming himself in an Arsenal shirt? Charlie, could you ever see yourself, him improving, you forgiving him? Or he is scores it- the winner in Baku. <laughs> we win the Europa League. Nice way to send off, was it? A nice good send off. off. Thanks for. <laughs> and you would, you would still <laughs> go still all right out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there's some people, the school of thought is some people will say, you know, 
you put in a world-class centre-back alongside him, he looked good, i.e. Um, Van Dijk and Lovren. But look. I look good next to yeah, Van Dijk. Yeah, exactly. And that's the that's thing. And that's, what, and that's what people say. Get a world-class centre-back alongside him or Socrates or whatever, and he'll that world-class centre-back will make everybody look good. Yeah. And that's the only way he can redeem So himself. do you think Arsenal should do that then? Should this summer, in the way that Liverpool spent... 75 million quid oh, and yeah. we all raised eyebrows and laughed well, should got, Arsenal go you know got, what bang 80 changed, million that changed Liverpool's that yeah. changed mm. Liverpool's whole we, team we mm. just got to sell someone for 150 to Barcelona yeah because that helped there of course that helped mm. Liverpool yeah, get of course. You, know, you know Van Dijk I don't know here's what, a question for you mm, sorry go on. the two games I'm not responsible to you both since Napoli mm. we went into that game in Napoli thinking that Koulibaly was the the, the, the next yeah. best centre I'm not going to be telling you both games I watched him I thought he was very poor yeah, oh, it didn't impress me at mm. all as a playing against a Premier League side. Mm. It didn't do Especially anything for place. me. I yeah. thought you, I thought he was quite bang average. Yeah, and you, I looked at him and I thought, yeah. and they won 150 for him. Anzalinski, yeah. I thought I was expecting him. Yeah, big, the, the 150 yeah. for yeah, a that's, yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. Madness, yeah. exactly. You know, uh, and, and and we haven't even covered that. You know, that was yeah. a professional. Performance. But we've got all the negatives first. I yeah. think we are going to talk yeah. about Napoli. Yeah, we're just we? gonna, well, I think we will end up coming back to Mustafi because it seems like all roads. <laughs> he didn't end play either Mustafi. game, I may add. Um, well, there you go. And did Lichtenstein a feature? No, not at all. Well, there we go. Maybe, maybe your stat maybe extends to the Europa League. Best place in the team. <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> out the squad. I actually feel really sorry for him because I think it must be horrible. I find it really hard to even conceive of getting that much stick off that many people. 100 grand a week is a nice uh, way to soften the blow, though. That's true. If I offered you 100 grand a week yeah. to have 60,000 yeah. people I'll take it. shouting dog's abuse, you'd <laughs> yeah. happily. I'll take it, yeah. Charlie, you're useless! <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm would you, would you, would you gla- Would you glance at the crowd? Would you be able to identify <laughs> Giles Aniam of Gunners yeah. Town? I'll just wink at him. Yeah, and it could be the, the, the dollars, didn't it? Make it rain sign. Exactly. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him, it's tough. Well, we will, as you say, be coming on to some more positive things. Not least, the top end of the pitch. Albamiang scored again at the weekend. Could he be on for the golden boot? We'll also get into just how professional those Napoli performances were in a bit more depth. And also, we'll look ahead to what could be a more positive Premier League result. We'll be talking to Sylvie Devaney from Wolves Analysis ahead of that game. And also looking ahead to Valencia. Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. Hello, it's the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Giles Aniam and Charlie East of Gunnerstown. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been one of the very finest Arsenal signings in recent years. He's turned up, he's a really top-class goalscorer. He just gets them tucked away. He scores pens, scores headers, scores with that incredible pace in behind. And he is proving himself both on and off the pitch to be one of the finest strikers in the Premier League level in that chase for the Premier League golden boot on 19 goals scored he's tied with Aguero of City and Mohamed Salah of Liverpool but do you think he can win it lads? I think he can I I, I generally I, I generally think yes I think you look at the fixtures that we've got coming up he just as we just, we just said off air just a minute ago me and Giles it can be so frustrating at Bamiang. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans will say this. Sometimes he could be doing nothing, but he's top goal scorer in the Premier League. And we've not had one of those since 2011 with Ron Van Persie. Could you argue that, I know you're talking when you say top 
striker in the Premier League, you're talking just in terms of goals scored. Yep. But actually, in the form of Aubameyang and Lacazette, Arsenal have two of the top strikers in the Premier League. Yep. Um, and if you could clone them, you'd probably get the best striker in the world. Yeah. If you could combine the two. Yeah, yeah. because what he lacks <clears throat> in his all-round game is what Lacazette has. And what Lacazette lacks in the scoring stakes is what Aubameyang has. And I, I find him, I find that Aubameyang such an anomalous player because you know I don't I don't even think I don't think he's an elite goal scorer I mean he's he takes a lot of chances he gets a lot of chances comparatively and he scores but I don't think there are times where you think he should be doing better with some of the shots he has but so having said that he's uh, you he's, know what he's, John my dad says exactly the same as you he frustrates the hell out of a dad and he and he and he's he says, I don't get him like He's but then he goes, I can't argue his goal record. You, you can't. So, like, you absolutely it, cannot. And, it, and, and, and it's, it's a good problem to have. Like, yeah. I mean, let's get around. We've had players up front before that are like that, but they have got no goals. You know, <laughs> I, I, I put it out on Twitter the other day, and somebody said he's a more clinical fear walker. I mean, he's a low-touch player. He doesn't, you look at his, his part, he's normally one of the bottom in terms of passing. He got 14 passes yesterday. He didn't really turn up until he scored the goal yesterday. Yeah. And for the majority of that game before he scored the goal, I was like, where, where is this guy? He does. He I know is, he, work, he works. He, he, he does. Yeah, I don't knock work. his work rate. Right. Yeah. And what he does do, he terrifies the defenders. That's they, the they double he, up yeah. on him. Yeah. They do double they up do. on him. They do, yeah. And you like to hope it creates a bit more space. And I think we are an envy of a lot of clubs that we've got two strikers that have like it. Do you think Arsenal are the best stocked club in the league in terms of number nines? I think you'd think they'd be going up against Aguero and Jesus at City. Yeah, I think I'd actually. I'd have them two over that. The, Aguero's the one, isn't it? Aguero's the one. You know, um, if, with Tottenham, they've got Kane and, and Son. You know, but Son I, a, I like I like our Son two. a striker. I don't think Son's yeah. quite a nine. Yeah. But they look better like, with him, I think, yeah. leading the line. Well, it's interesting that actually Spurs' points per game without Kane has been better mm. this year than with him, which yeah. is bizarre. 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 But actually, yeah. Yeah. The, the points at which Son has started scoring goals have been the points at which uh, Kane has been injured. And we've just seen yeah. an acrobatic <laughs> clearance ben off the me. line for Burnley from Ben Mee of all people it is currently all Chelsea we're about six minutes in and Chelsea really getting at Tom Heaton's goal we'll be bringing you updates throughout the game I, I do think the only combo that I would match up against ours is the Liverpool's front three I think as a front three but are they at, are they out and out strikers though but it's I, the front it's the I combination know. of the three though you know, it's what no plays like a holding midfielder. Uh, know, that's he, the yeah, thing. he drops. That, he does drop deep. He does play like a number nine and a half, ten. But you know, that combination is the only one I'd say would rival ours. But I think they work better as a threesome than yeah. our two work as a do- as a duet. I know. You know, it's, it's a strange one. And you'd like to think I would like an out and out, wide, width, right footed, like a Sterling, like someone who can mm. beat a player. And so, if Arsenal got that. one of them, then could you see Arsenal having a three? that operate kind of in the style of Liverpool's. Because Lacazette, you've made the yes, very good point yeah. before, Giles, yeah. that he could drop and play as a 10, yeah, and yeah. he probably could do what Firmino does. Yeah. And then could you deal with a Salah-Mane situation mm. with a Bamiyang and someone, Charlie, as you say, of the more straightforward winger yeah. sort, perhaps a Pepe? Yeah, yeah, we'd have to go as a four, I think, for that to be yeah. You'd have yeah. to, It has to yeah. go as a four to have yeah, that. To accommodate and attackers. I think... Yeah. Oh, Yes! Burnley Sorry. scored. <laughs> oh my word! Sorry there. Um, <laughs> great goal as well. <laughs> um, very unprofessional. But um, no, no, no. That's good. I'm just, I'm just sulky about David Luiz, who's in my, <laughs> in my fantasy team on his birthday, incapable of keeping Burnley out. But it's very good news for Arsenal. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the front three. But the front three, yeah. I think you've got the back four, and then you have maybe the two holding, maybe you'd like to do like, I think, Xhaka or Torreira. Mm-hmm. And then the front three, you could have Ozil, hopefully in that free role of his, doing what So you'd have a 4 2 1 3. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like a little diamond. Little, so he yeah. goes in, Lacazette can tuck in. But obviously, the two wide players attacking three are going to have to tuck in. You think Liverpool play a lot of quite central three, don't they? Yeah. Because they have the tight, keep it tight, because Robertson, Trent, mm. Alexander. When have you got Bellerin back and then get a proper. As much as I like Kalasnach, I don't think he can defend no, he to be our starting left back in a four. Yeah. Mm. So I think try and sign. Um, anyone, it's a bit of a big name, but someone like David Alaba. And mm. oh, oh, I had a feeling you might say Alaba. The other one, of course, could be Jose Gaia of Valencia. Is quite, yeah, we, we'll quite have a look exciting. at him. We'll have a look at him next week. But there's and also one Tierney for as well, and there's Telecatagliafico. But I think Fico. I'm not sure if Inter Milan have tapped him up already. I'm not sure. Um, there, are, there are a number of options out there. There are a number of options. You, like I say, there's Tierney, there's the, the guys in the championship that are coming up yeah. you know, next season. So Chilwell was one you think, I think yeah. they put it up against City. When, I think they're, in, City. they're in need of a left back. And I heard that if he goes City, then they'll get Tierney from Celtic because obviously the Rogers, Rogers, Rogers yeah. combination. Con- but surely if he's going to go there, we've got that's something we've got to be stepping and yeah. flexing our muscles a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I, think, I think Leicester, I'm sure you're right, but I think Leicester would be a weird move for Tierney because I saw him in the last couple of years, <coughs> a couple of times he's come out and said, I'm not leaving Celtic full stop because I'm club captain. I love this club. I hate Rangers. I want to sit here and dominate Rangers for the length of my career. I think ultimately he will move, but they've talked about a lot of money for him, which obviously if Chilwell goes to City, that won't be a problem because we'll be talking tens and tens of millions. But Leicester, is is that the is that the big move? Like, if like, he's that like good? Charlie said, you what you'd expect us to flex. You got to, you yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, like if he, the, go for a left back. We, well, sure, we, got, we talk about players we need and going in and stuff. As a left back, you look at each every club. Liverpool sorted for a left back. Chelsea might be in the, well, they can't sign. I'm not in the market. Like Man City definitely need a left back. United are going to need a left back. We're mm. short. I mean, mm. so it's quite a, it's quite a big market out there. There's going to be lots of. So we need to be quite strong in the transfer market this year. I think on, mm. on certain positions. Yeah. And if we can get into this Champions League, it opens so many oh, it's, possibilities. It's massive. It's massive, and, for and us. it's also that it closes doors if, if, you if don't. Arsenal yeah. don't. Oh yeah. no! With that, I'm interested by the suggestion of the four-two-three-one. I think there are players in that Arsenal team who would be very, very exciting to watch. But who are your two? In that context, because Jacker, Jack, what in the midfield? In the, in Xhaka, the midfield, Jacker and Trier. Do you think there's enough bite if it's those two? I think if you keep them fit, obviously you need someone else in there as well. I, I think, think you need you need to go and sign another player who can fit in on. What, what do, it depends where you're playing and who you're playing against. I think I, I, what I like about Emery is he adapts to who your opponents are. Mm. Generally, generally, Napoli. <laughs> Nap, yeah, I know. Napoli the other night, he he set up. We could have been playing all night. Napoli weren't going to score against us. You know that we we just looked solid. We looked we looked a nice formation, nice shape, balance. But then when you go into your old Traffords or when you go into your, your Etihads and Stanford Bridges, where you, the first half you have just got to keep it tight. Yeah. Let's just and then we can then you can maybe drop it in maybe a, a three deeper mm. and two and perhaps like a five or one mm. up top hold. So you can mix up. And I think it would be nice to have three an away game having Xhaka, Torreira and another holding midfielder yeah. in there to win the. Yeah, I I, I would like to see a hybrid. Kind yes. of player in there that can do a bit of what Xhaka does and a bit of what Torreira does, you know. Yeah. So that if one of them have come out, the drop off is it? Because that's what's been the problem. Yeah, with it's us. that depth. Yeah, and if, if the you drop look off at is that really big. I like Dukuri. Yeah. I like Dukuri. Yeah, he's going to cost a lot of money. Fifty. But yeah, but I'd pay that. I, th- I think if we can, 
I think he's someone who would be he would fit in lovely for us, you know. That midfield, I think he'd be great. I think it, I think we there, there's a case of there's a, there are sighs because it's Chelsea won, Burnley won. Just moments after we'd seen a wonderful replay of that thumping Jeff Hendrick volley that gave Burnley the lead. Angola Kante, still playing in that more advanced position, is on hand just inside the 18-yard box to pick up on a very, very tidy little drag back from Aiden Hazard and fire into the roof of the net, quite centrally, actually, with the inside of his right foot. Good news for Chelsea, bad news, perhaps, for Arsenal. Yeah, as um, Charlie was saying, you know, we we, we do need somebody. I, I wanted, like, a hybrid in there, you know. But also, on top of that, we still need somebody that can kind of give us what Ramsey, Ramsey does is going to leave us. You know what I mean? And obviously, if Mkhitaryan's going as well, we haven't got any real goals in that midfield. Mm. And I'm looking at Loftus-Cheek, and I like the kind of pl- that kind of player. He's big, he's strong, he's skillful. You're not, you know? get, you're not getting no players of Chelsea at the moment. No, <laughs> but I mean that kind of that kind. Of, well, yeah, I, I, I don't really, no. I don't really give you names, but I know the kind of player. <coughs> no, I, I know like you that, mean. Do you know what I mean that kind of prototype? Something else of we need. No, we need British players. Yeah, that's that's mm. quite important. We have to get some British. When I said I've heard a couple of things, maybe that guy for, we've heard of a young lad at Birmingham. Yeah, which one is that though? Che Adams, who is scoring goals in the Championship. He's lively. Yeah, I I think he'd be exciting. Yeah. He, he, he's quick. What does that say for Nketiah? I think he needs time on loan. Yeah, I do. Do we do we think Nketiah is good enough? Because I can't remember who from Gunnerstown it was, but I've definitely had someone on this show a couple of times say, you know what, with Nketiah, he's not actually going to be good enough. He's quite small. He's quite slight. He seems to be one of those players who's kind of neither one nor the other. And I know if you're brilliant, you can get away with that. But what I mean is he's not big. He's not oh, that quick. And it's Chelsea too. Mm. Burnley won. It's Higuain, who the lads from the Chelsea show. I've just been told, watch this turn by my producer, which I will now do. Uh, the guys in the Chelsea fan show aren't that keen on Gonzalo Higuain. They say that they were, pro- they were promised this demonic goal scorer is the phrase they use. They say he's not that. But Chelsea have turned this around very, very quickly. And Higuain's had a big, big part in that. The ball is received on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a lovely turn. Passed in to Higuain. He's got his back to goal. Rolls his man completely. Shimmy's passed another and blasts it in off the crossbar at Tom Heaton's near post. Aspie. Is it Aspie who finishes it? No, Aspie turn, assists him. Your flick, Aspilicueta. Oh, it's lovely. I see. Lovely little turn. Wow, Aspilicueta would be generous. But no, it's a lovely finish from Higuain in off the bar. And it's 2-1 to Chelsea. Yeah, um, not good. I mean, that kind of really kind of... I mean that really. I mean, we've, it's a missed opportunity, that that defeat yesterday. Because oh, you, you, Man United lost, Spurs lost. You know, you now you've got all your big, your eggs in the Burnley basket, and obviously they're losing now. You know, we if we'd have got a result yesterday, that's what really frustrates me. Is they took, I feel he took his eye off that game and looked at, at Wolves, and and you know and I, you know you've asked us in the past few weeks, you know, um, how is Emery going to you know play these next few games? Rotation's going to have to come into play, and I, and I look at it, I think to myself, just play. Just play, just play who you're playing first. Concentrate on that on that game first. Mm. And I think, you know, that game Palace yesterday, we really, really took it for granted. It's a missed opportunity. Man. Yeah. But it's so frustrating. And every game is crucial, as you yeah. say, that one even more yeah. so because of the results around Arsenal. We mentioned Che Adams just a moment yeah. ago. And coming up, we'll talk about some more potential targets for the Gunners in the summer. This. It's the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We talked a lot about potential 
for Arsenal coming up. We talked about a system change that's possible. If there was an out-and-out winger signed, could we see a 4-2-3-1? Would a midfielder need to come in in that scenario? We've heard a few names linked with a move to the Emirates over the summer. And Charlie, do any of them excite you? Um, Pepe, we continually with I, I think would. I think I think it's the sort of player we need um, to come in. Someone who's quick, can beat a man, which we've not had for very long. We've, He's a game breaker for yeah, me. Yeah, and I think yeah, we don't. We and we that. lack we lack somebody of that quality, of that that that, that, that kind of skill set. I think um, Mkhitaryan and Iwobi are two. Awobi, I don't know if he'll yeah. ever reach that level. Mkhitaryan's so hot and cold. When we don't play him, we, the onus is on on Ozil to provide the, uh, the 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 brains and the movement. You know, if he's if he's got the ball, he's looking for movement, and there's not really yesterday. There wasn't much going on for him nah, there wasn't. going forward. You know, um, uh, I think I think like you said, Bamiyang <coughs> had two men on him. Lucky that's not really going to go in behind. You need somebody you can pass to that can move people off the block, and that's what Pepe gives you. He's very direct. You know, so that kind of player, I think we, we, we really need somebody that can, he's good on isolation player that can beat people one on one. If Rich Nelson, someone next year you'd like to see come back? Yeah. Is he going to, where, yeah. where, 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 where do you, where do we see I don't him? think he starts, does he? No. Mm, no, um, it, but he could be an option off the bench. Um, Willock, people have said, look, why can't we, why can't we promote Willock? I mean, apparently he's been turning up trees over in the under 23s. He looked quite good against Blackpool in the FA Cup game. Some people have said on Twitter, like, you know, they'd rather see him than El Nini. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would, personally. <laughs> you'd rather see him than Mustafi yeah, at centre back, yeah, wouldn't I'm, you? Yeah, <laughs> Smith Rowe, another one you'd like to yes. see. I, I spoke to a guy who sits next to me yesterday in the century. If we generally haven't got the money this summer, which we don't know, some people say we have, some we haven't. I just want to, if, if we generally haven't, be honest and say we've not got it. And bring the kids, just bring them kids back and say, we're going to give these guys a go. And I think you'll see a lot of fans get behind that. And mm. they go, come on, let's have a, this is what it is. Let's try and bring in some positions, but let's, 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 let's get behind them. But I think a centre-half priority, I think a left-back is quite priority, is a major priority. That right, uh, that right wing midfield and a centre midfielder. You need to replace Ramsey. I don't know who that, I don't know off the top of my head who, someone who I've, even fits the bill for me. I, I heard, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm not sure, but I mean, I wouldn't mind him. Is that Donny van der Beek at Ajax? Yeah. Goal scoring midfielder. He's not flashy. He's not as flashy as Zayek and all the other names at Ajax. Good player. Yeah. Understands the instructions, understands team tactics and whatnot, and he gets in the box, late runs, gets in the box, scores. You know, that kind of player, again, I wouldn't mind. I mean, obviously Dortmund are after him and he might well go to Dortmund because, you know, you know yeah, it, but we've, got, we've got, we've surely got to have a bit of Paul and Dortmund. Money, German league, it's not as competitive as the English. The the appeal of the Premier League, we've surely got to be. But that's where it comes back to Champions League, Charlie, because uh, Dortmund no, will be right. in that. Yeah, and course. if Arsenal aren't, then suddenly no, that right. pull gets completely skewed. They've got that Bruno Fernandes in Portugal, who's, who's scored so many goals for attacking midfield. There's, there's, there's options. Well, how Felix as well? That's not yeah. realistic. 120 million. Is that that's the figure? That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kid. Yeah, but I think we shouldn't get caught up in replacing Ramsey. With his skill set, I don't think we will, you know. But I think we should get. I, I'm hoping Emery's looking at somebody that can fit into his system because obviously he had problems. There was something about Ramsey he didn't like. Uh, Maybe he looks at him belatedly and think, "Yeah, there is a good player." You know, wasn't, it, wasn't it just the money he didn't like? It was the uh, prospect of 250 grand a week. There was that, and I, I also think just there was something about let's, him. Let's get it right, right? Everyone loves this Ramsey story at the moment, and it's we're going to miss him, okay? Because people have had him for. Been at Arsenal ten years. Everyone likes a, a familiar face, someone they try. 
Aaron Ramsey's not played more than 30 games a season for Arsenal ever in 10 years. Okay, That's the reason we can't give him the contract. Proved it again the other night. Playing really well. Boom, hamstring out for three weeks. That is, that is Aaron Ramsey. He's he's he's, like, he's half made of glass. He just he, he he's constantly getting injured. And if you're playing someone that much money, I mean, I know people throwing your face. Mesut Ozil three hundred fifty grand a week. But you, if you, of course, and he wants that two hundred fifty grand a week, you can't do that for someone's going to play twenty five grand a season. You can't. You've got to wait. You, you, it's not. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, mean, I like um, Ramsey. I mean, yeah. I like Ramsey. And you know what? I, I think I like him more. Over the last six months, he mm. has he has really really stepped up, and he was leaving, but he has really put his foot down and put a mark on his club. Yeah, and, and I appreciate what he's done because it, it could have gone the other way. He could have sulked. He could have just just gone for emotions, but he hasn't. He's really sort of stepped up. But we, we need an attacking midfielder. My question is more of, a, of an immediate term: Which players do you not want to see again in the last four or five games this season? That's the route. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll do this in a second and we will give Charlie seven undiluted minutes of being really, really rude about Mustafi. Actually, uh, Laurie, producer, if you could just give Shock Dran a bell, just ask if he'd like to come into the studio because I know Please Charlie do. likes his abuse to be very personal, very direct. Uh, so Shock Dran, if you're, if you're around the Waterloo area, we'll see you very, very shortly. Is Love Sport. This is Love Sport. No word from Shokran yet. He's uh, he's AWOL. But if, if he does wander into the studio, we'll be sure to turn a mic on for him. The Yay! Hey! And that, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm afraid that cheer wasn't Mr. Mustafi walking through the door of the Love Sport Radio studio. It was, in fact, Barnes, <laughs> who I despise, scoring at the back post. It's Chelsea 2, Burnley 2, and this game is not over. Oh, good. And you said that they, the only way they were going to score was a screamer. Well, this is a well-worked set piece. Yep. This is a typical Burnley goal, uh, flicked on by Jeff Kendrick, and there is um, that, that is proper Stoke circa 2008, yeah, yeah. isn't it? You know, wonderful great goal. So, so it was goal of the season contender. Football, yeah. no <laughs> doubt. Football is the winner. We'd like to see more of that. There are some things we'd like to see less of. We know, in the case of a certain Mr. Charlie East, that is Shokran Mustafi. But are there any other Arsenal players who you look at and go, you know what? I've just had enough of this. You know. Charlie made an interesting point earlier on. He said that Grinduzi now is looking more of a liability um, in his last, you know, his last part of the season. I think it's that young player syndrome. He, he came in, he really had, a, you know, the adrenaline. And he was playing really well. Fantastic like, against Chelsea. Yeah, you know, um, even against Man City in defeat, he was really good. You know, and I think. I think he's hit a wall. I think things have caught up with him. You know, that he's a young player. You know, like in tennis, Andy Murray, when he was younger, he, he had that fatigue thing, you know, and it took him a while. Once he, he started to grow into a man, you know, he became a better player. I think it's the same with uh, with El Nenny. I'm um, sorry, going due to this season, he started off really well, and I think, the, I think the games have caught up with him. The intensity, the physicality. He's a young player, and I think he does need time out of the team. You know, um, and, you know, he's not... Unfortunately, he's doing more wrong than right at the moment. I feel, and, I, and I really don't like getting on. I'm not trying to get on him. He's ninety. He's ninety. He's a kid's got a big future. I just feel that you know, if the squad was had more depth, if 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 Ramsey and 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 and, and the other two were were, were were fit all the time, I would like to see him sit out the majority of the rest of the season because you know it's he's it, it's getting on top of him. I think. I think he um, the club got a, a serious bid this summer. I think he could go. 
Guendouzi. Yeah, I think Arsenal would accept it. Who, when you say serious, I think 30, 40 mil. That makes me think that he's not he's not an Emery player. That was you know that's that's part of the um, listening to era. I just think he wants him out. Look, I've just wrote down all these names. The players I think would go. Peter Check, you're getting nothing for. Mustafa, you might get three quid for. <laughs> Jenkinson, free agent in the summer. No, he's still got a year, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and he is homegrown. So there's a case there. Well, I'd, I'd get rid of him. <laughs> Lich Steiner. Charlie's having a fire sale. Lich Steiner. He's gone. gone. Gonna, I don't think he's going to get an extra. El Nene, might get another five or four. Please. You might Ramsey. get 15 for him from Leicester. That's that's the rumour. If, what, if they don't go for Tielemans? Well, if they can't get That's something we should try going for. Yeah. Yeah. He That's would a good be a point. good... He'd be class. Yeah. Him or Ramsey. Madison. Yeah. He was someone's going to cost you a lot of money. Madison's more of an attacking, but I'd, I'd, for a Rams replacement, yeah. I would love James yeah. Madison. Mm. He he would be, yeah. but Decore and I, I think go get some British, go get some English um, Premier, Premier League, League players. Mm. They're ready. They know what it's about. Mm. They know what it's like going Burnley away. They know what it's all about. Mm. I mean, they're ready for it. Ramsey obviously on a free. Mkhitaryan maybe 25, 30 mil. Yeah, maybe we're lucky. Maybe depends on how we. We've never really been good sellers. That's the thing. Ozil money wise. I know you say you might struggle to get rid of him. I wouldn't rule out the possibility of loaning him out and letting him just pay off his wages. Yeah, I, I, just, I think that could happen. I, I think it's going to be Emery's court in the, end of the season. It'd be, um, it'd be even to get him out on loan. It'd be like where does he? Where would he prefer to go? It'd be somewhere like Turkey. Turkey. He's got yeah, to Turkey. I think he didn't. Got he, a lot of money. He didn't want to go to Paris, did he? I think PSG were like muted to sort of like be interested in him, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Paris. So, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and Welbeck, what do you do then, Welbeck? I'd let. I'd, well, we're not. We're not. There's no signs of us offering him a contract. I think why we've missed him is because we've not. We've not had that backup player. Mm. I don't think it's good enough for us. Charlie, you're all of your shopping list this organised. You've just gone yep. down. Bang, bang, bang. Is it like that when, when, when you do your weekly <laughs> shop? You're like, all right, I need beans. <laughs> I need bread. Three quid there. Possibly a fiver there if we're lucky. Six if I'm up market. It's all just oh, very structured. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking. So checks. Okay, you're not getting no money in, but it's a hundred grand off the wage bill. Minimum. Mustafi, he's probably on 60, 70 or whatever. Jenkinson, 40. Jen- Lichsteiner's on 100 grand a week. El Nene, I don't know. Ramsey's probably on 100, 150. Mickey's on 220. Oh, Mikitarian is on 220,000 pounds a week. He was on exactly the same. When we brought him, oh, I see. We, got, we, had United to, deal. we had to have taken what he was on. So in the end, when you said earlier that we got mugged off by United because they gazumped our wages, actually we ended up having to pay those wages yes. anyway. That's but, annoying. But I think that's another reason why I think he someone could go to summer. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you're going to get, get some money in and you're going to get nearly 200 grand a week wages that is nearly he's just never going to offer us the consistency that we require mm. so better to get him off we can get buyer for him get McTurian off you know and use that money elsewhere you know that's, 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 that's over a million pound a yeah. week on wages a- having said that I still expect to see him I still expect to see him at some point in this season and give us some performances. Yeah, no, of course. And, yeah, and I like Mkhitaryan. I'm not, I'm not someone like... I just think as a business set, it could be a a player that... We haven't got many players that we'd, we wouldn't mind losing that are valuable. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. We haven't. Yeah. I, I just think, as far as this season's go, the last few games that we've got this season, I still expect him to put in a performance. I expect that of him. He's a, he's a big-name player. Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, um, oh, Sarri ball, by the way, 
seems to be working against Burnley. I know it's Chelsea 2, Burnley 0, but Chelsea are pressing really, really high. Kante looks to be on one. They're winning the ball back deep in Burnley's half, and it looks like Burnley can't handle them at the moment. Gonzalo Higuain very, very nearly got his second of the game I'll just a moment ago. Week. I think they're the dark horse in this fourth spot, you know, Chelsea. And they're playing well again now. They're, they're actually they're doing all right. They've got Man United soon. They've got Man United next Sunday. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm looking at it. Is it, are Burnley trying to play a bit too much football? Is that why? I think. I think long, Burnley. Long, well, they are now. I, th- I think you're spot on, actually. Yeah. And I think Burnley probably need to be a little more pragmatic, yeah. a little more Sean Dyche yeah. at the back. Because if you do get caught by Kante on the edge of your own 18-yard line, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just wonder if they're playing a bit too much football, and that's why Chelsea are sort of like swarming on them. One team, of course, who did get the better of Chelsea and did try and play a bit of football were Wolverhampton Wanderers. They're up next for Arsenal, the midweek game on Wednesday. And in just a moment, we'll be speaking to Sylvie Devaney from Wolves Analysis Blog to find out whether Wolves have got a chance. I don't think they do. This. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Charlie East and Giles Aniam of Gunnerstown. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined on the line by Sylvie Devaney from Wolves Analysis Blog. Sylvie, thanks ever so much for joining us this evening. Wolves have taken more points off the so-called established top six than any other side outside of it in the Premier League this season. Are you confident of another giant killing against Arsenal? <laughs> Hi, it's great to be joining you on the show. Um, I think it could go really well for us. We've had a few setbacks since being at Wembley. I think that really knocked our confidence. And like you say, against the top six, I think Wolves tend to play better because the top six teams play their own football. They don't sit back and defend. And it allows Wolves to come in on the counter-attack. Also, since last time, we've like introduced the three midfield rather than the two. So last time out, it was a 3-4-3. Three, and we've now introduced Dendonka into the system. And I think that has been a real game changer for us. So I think it'll be a bit of a different ball game to what it was last time out at uh, Arsenal. Hi, Sylvie's Giles. Here. What does Dendonka oh, yeah. give you that you you know that you see differently now? What, what does that free midfield give you that um, has been such a fillip for you? Yeah. So with the, the introduction of Dendonka, it allows Neves to sit back a little deeper. And him and Martinho, Dendonka Martinho, um, they kind of work with their respective um, centre-backs even to kind of push forward and attack. And it allows Nevers to get a little bit deeper and play more balls forward from deep. And Dendonka and Martinho go more in attack. So, so, so Nevers is more like a quarterback sort of player, would you say? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely been sick. Yeah, he's definitely been sitting a lot deeper since um, Dendonk has been introduced to the side. I think it suits him a lot better. And the front two, is it Johnny and Rami, R- 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 Jota. 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 Yeah. is a real yeah. hard worker, isn't he? I mean, he really does. Yeah. He's, got, he's like a new Duracell bunny, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he never stops. Um, he's always the one making runs. And I think that's where we're so dangerous is definitely getting the ball. Like, if you just, Neves can just kick hot, like long balls up to Jota and he'll always run for it and he'll always take it on and I think that's where he's so dangerous um, is his pace Hi so with Charlie here um, Hiya I, I, I don't know if I'm wishful thinking here or if it's actually the case <laughs> do you think Wolves maybe um, since the FA Cup semi-final a little yeah. bit sort of tools down maybe think in the summer holidays yeah, I mean, do you think that could be a little bit of in, in, in 
sort of affecting you now at the minute. The te teams do tend to have it, that sort of situation come on when you get to this part of the season. Yeah, I definitely think the FA Cup semi-final did have a big knock on the confidence of the team, especially because we haven't done that well against um, teams lower down in the table anyway this season. So then um, coming out of a defeat like that, where you're 2-0 up and you lose it like that, it was it was definitely not an easy one to take. And I think the past couple of games, it's um, yeah, it's really really had a bad effect on us. But I'm hoping that um, against Brighton we. We played a lot better. They were very really hard to break down. Of course, they're fighting for relegation. Yeah, um, they come for so the point, didn't was, they? Yeah, exactly. So while we played better than we did against like Southampton the other week, which was dreadful, I think it may have given us a little bit more confidence to see. Okay, we're we're back. We're playing football. Maybe we can start trying to get something from the last few games now after that confidence knock. Sylvie, there were some eyebrows raised about the amount of money that Wolves spent in the Championship and some mm. further eyebrows raised about how many <laughs> of those players who came in had a link to a certain Portuguese super agent. Right. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see lots more splashing of the cash in the summer and will we be seeing lots more players of Portuguese nationality or from the Portuguese league turning up at Molyneux? I mean, potentially, yes. Um, I've seen a couple of links already. Um, you know, you see rumours around this time of the year. I, I think anyone the... who George Mendes has ever spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, if I remember correctly, there was one um, link. I think, I don't know if it's a dead link or what. There was um, some rumours on Twitter that um, a while ago, Andre Silver, it was linked to Wolves, and then nothing ever came through of it. But apparently, he's just, he's been let go in the summer. Uh, he's obviously a George Mendes client. So that I don't know where that'll go with that, but of course we just signed Jimenez, so that might not go anywhere. Um, As Wolves fan, would... Sylvie, just quickly, yeah. do you do you like that link with George Mendes? Are you are you happy because it brings you success on the pitch, or is there an element of you that thinks, who are all these players? Where are they coming from, and why do they all seem to have the same bloke as an agent? Or does it just not cross your mind? I think um, obviously when we were in the Championship and everyone was kind of under that impression it was it was a really bad name for a while of course there's a lot of investigation of course you do have your thoughts in your head like oh i wonder what's going on here but con considering how well we're doing right now it's hard as a fan to get angry about it or to have any thoughts like that seventh um, in the premier league how dare they yeah <laughs> exactly you can't couldn't have thoughts like that when we were like 16th in the championship a few years ago but yeah, um, it does crush. It does crush your mind, especially when other people talk about it a lot. It's something you you have to think about. But um, when you listen to some of the players talk about it, um, like Nevers and Jota, um, why they came here, they said themselves it was a risk, but it's a risk that's paid off for them. Um, no, exactly. I think if the players are happy, I'm happy. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, looking to yeah. final positions at the league table, and obviously mm -hmm. you guys seventh position. Is it? A position that people do want because you have to start your season so much earlier next year. Yeah. And Burnley were the prime example this year that they went mm. through it. And by Christmas, they were right in the relegation zone because they started so early. You'd like to think it affected them. Is it something mm -hmm. that you guys want to finish seventh and get into Europe? Or would you think maybe, maybe just another next year, just stay out of that? Yeah, so with our, with our squad being so small, we have one of the smallest squads in the league. It, it does concern me. 
I don't know if we're ready for Europe yet. Of course, you wouldn't turn your nose up at um, European football. Like if, if we got there, I'd yeah. love to see us give it a go. But I think, like you say, it's a worry, especially with such a small squad. Um, you'd probably have to bring in quite a few players and splash the cash again in the next transfer window. So it's concerning as to whether it would um, hinder us for the next season because, to me, I I want to keep playing consistent Premier League football. Yeah. Um, but I would never I would never say I wouldn't want to be in Europe. It's just that it could hinder the team's performances, potentially. So, yeah. if you're getting back to the game on Wednesday, best yeah. way for us, I mean, where are your weaknesses? That's what I'm looking at. Where is the Wolves' weaknesses? Where where can we exploit you <laughs> and get the most out of you? Looking for some tips, are we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Emery's um, listening think... in. <laughs> 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 I think gen- generally, um, it was it's kind of um, when when we get to a point where so against Chelsea we scored first, um, and then it was it wasn't we didn't push for another really we just kind of sat back and defended and then things were getting hounded at us to the point where it was like inevitable we thought there's going to be a goal and of course there was in the end it was a 1-1 um, and it was kind of against you guys at, at your ground it was you know we scored first and don't get me wrong we had good chances after that like we could have gone on and won it but, you should have beat us um, yeah we should have you should have but, by, by, by a few to be fair it weren't for Leno you would have done I think yeah, um, that's that's the case really. I think a few a few bad attempts at goal. Um, at the start of the season, we had a problem where we weren't we weren't getting any goals. We couldn't seem to find the net. Um, the past couple of games, it's been like that again. Obviously, I think that's because the confidence knocked up. Maybe I think with the confidence being down, um, and if we sit back a bit at first, you might be able to like hound us until a goal eventually goes in, but. I'm hoping that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie, if I had to press you for a score prediction from the game on Wednesday, what would you go for? Yes. Uh, if you had to press me, I'm going to be really optimistic for Wolves and say a 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one. you're a confident woman. Hopeful. I liked you up until then. <laughs> You've blown it, Sylvie, I'm afraid. <laughs> but it was absolutely lovely to speak to you. Thanks ever so much for your time. Sylvie Devaney there from the Wolves Analysis blog. In terms of current Premier League action, it's still Chelsea 2, Burnley 2. And some concerning scenes for Chelsea fans and indeed England fans. Callum Hudson-Odoi was just withdrawn on the 39th minute for Pedro. Looks to be in serious, serious discomfort. My producer got in in my ear and said, Callum Hudson-Odoi has just died, which I can confirm (laughs) is not accurate. But he does seem to be in quite a lot of pain. So hopefully nothing too serious there. Chelsea having a lot of joy down this left-hand side Emerson linking up very very nicely with Hazard and I think a goal could come from there before long updates on that throughout the show but also coming up a focus on not just Wolves but also Leicester it's a packed fixture list you're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and just a moment ago we heard from Sylvie Devaney of the Wolves analysis blog she was confident she was saying it'll be a 2-1 win for Wolves and the reason why that Wolves are so successful against big sides is because they get at them and that allows Wolves to play on the counter to exploit that space and get in behind the top sides. Is that something that worries you when you look at this current Arsenal defence? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, look at Watford, 10-man Watford got in behind us. You know, they played to a system 
a formula and they were making a lot of hay against us. Um, you know, they play, Wolves play wide, they play with their wing backs, um, Doherty on one side, I think it's, uh, who's, it's either Vinagra or Johnny or whoever it is on the left hand side. They rotate. Side. Yeah, and they really play quite with a lot of, I mean, she was saying that, you know, never steps back and likes to spring those diags and, you know, you can see that's <coughs> where the, a lot of their joy comes from. So, you know, they're going to try and, t they're going to try and hit us on the break, turn us around. It's a tried and tested formula against us this season. Yeah, I think I think you'll see the same back fire. I think you'll probably see the same team start as Napoli. I hope so. I Apart from Ramsey, maybe Ozil for Ramsey or Mkhitaryan for Ramsey. I think you're that back five quite solid. Whenever it's played, it does look balanced. It looks go, uh, go on. And I think I'll be quite happy with that. I think we set up there. They're not playing for nothing, which makes you think that we'd be all right. I just want what I'm worried about. What I've noticed recently is um, he starts Iwobi and Mikitori in the summer away games, and he wants runners. He wants people to move them off the block and against against um, Everton. They just didn't do that. Oh, no, did they start? Did they start against Everton? Iwobi didn't. Did Mikitori no, did and Ozo did, didn't? And they don't play well together. No. They don't. Ozo doesn't play well as a split ten. No, you know, but we need that kind of. We need people to 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 isolate them and pressure them and get them in one on one situations. If he starts with Genduzi or or whoever, you know, it's got to be Jacquetera. Yeah, it has to it be. Has to be if, if it's not Jacquetera, yeah, we won't win. It has to uh, be. But I also think we need an extra. I think we might need an extra uh, uh, an extra an extra attacker, whether it's Iwobi or Mickey, in there because I don't think it'll be. I don't think Ozil will start away. If no, Arsenal were to go with an extra attacker. Which I think you're right, Charles, would be the right decision. But do you then risk falling into Wolves' trap? In the sense that if you look at the Chelsea game most recently, they were very, very happy just to sit behind the ball and go, OK, fine, come at us, we'll soak up that pressure and then Jota will be in behind you before you can blink. How can Arsenal stop them doing that? I think he might have to take off. Uh, I think he might have to bench one of uh, the, the front two. OK. I Which think, I think he's, yeah, he's done before in the yeah. past. I and remember, we've got, well, we've got Leicester on the weekend as well. So he's going to, I think, you know, um, Aubameyang's played quite a few consecutive yeah. games recently. Yeah. Maybe yesterday kind of caught up with him. He didn't. He wasn't really involved until the goal. Maybe he's, he's feeling a bit of it in his legs. Maybe he might sit it out on, on, on Wednesday and then come back in on Sunday away at, at I think at you'll Leicester. see them both start, I think. On, on so Wednesday? I think, yeah, I think both strikers? I think they both start again, yeah. I th I think and then what happens? At, what, what I happens think it'll be the same as Napoli. I think he's... I hope you learn not to think of next games. Mm. Play but the games wrong. In terms of playing the two of them together, I love seeing it. I think they're fantastic as a pair. I love the way they link up as players. I love the way they clearly get on as men. Yep. But is there not a concern with playing them both and with an over-reliance on that pairing that there is no depth? Welbeck's injured and Ketty is not ready. What happens if Emery keeps playing those two together and one of them gets hurt? We're a bit of trouble. <laughs> we are. Mustafi goes up top. <laughs> That's the, I stop mentioning that guy's name. <laughs> really. it's, it's the risk. I mean, we said it recently. You know, I've said it recently. That I think he might he might not have a choice but to play them both, but. You know, that's two really difficult away games back to back. You know. I'm really glad Leicester's been moved to a, a Sunday. Mm. Just, I, d I don't know why, but I just, that Leicester ground, games, not days. even that, just under the lights on a Monday night on mm. telly, that's, I, that's potential for us to get beat. Mm. Like, really, it's one of them games. It's a midday game, isn't it, on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. know it sounds yeah. really stupid, but mm. I just, I've seen it so many times going away to someone on telly, night game, we get beat. And, 
hopefully, daytime now, we can win. <laughs> well, it's, four, it's a four, it's a four game um, change around it. Yeah. Wolves thing. So that hopefully, the extra day gives us uh, a bit more uh, um, energy. But yeah, <coughs> it's difficult to see what Emery's going to do. But I do think that we need somebody that can move them off the block. You know, we need somebody that can move them, and that's going to be our Iwobi or me. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Iwobi does start. On I think if you're going to see anyone changing and rested, I think it'd be Leicester. Monreal's going to come back on Wednesday. He's yeah. got to come back. And Socrates. And Socrates. Koscielny, we hope that he starts, but he might. I don't know. Will he rest him? You need him. We need he's him. He's our right. centre half. And he, obviously, if he's playing a three, then he's going to have, he's going to have to have those two beside him. Maitland Niles has to come back. Yeah. In. <coughs> yeah. Can just pour your stay, wasn't he? Yeah. But again, you see him starting, didn't you? Yeah. Unless he goes to a four at the back. Maybe for three in the middle. Gunduzi yeah. with Jacker and Torreira. And that means Jindu, that means Jack um, Torreira and Jinduzi covering that this wide area. Injuries are right. Yeah, it is pain in the backside. Yeah. So one thing we talked about at the beginning of the show in quite a lot of depth was that one of the major problems against Palace was that most of these Arsenal players, particularly in the back half of the pitch, hadn't really played together very much, mm. and you could see that on the pitch. That mm. was a point you made, Giles. Is there? an issue here where another thing that we've been praising all season is Emery's pragmatism does he risk confusing the players not just by switching the personnel but by switching the system because if he keeps changing between a five and a four between a two and a three does do you lose the potential for the squad to build up momentum if you keep tinkering I think if you've got a settled your manager if you've got a settled core squad of 14, 15, you play two or three systems, they kind of get used to it. Yeah. Mm. That's what Pep does. He has got a settled core. I've got two so systems. Yeah. We and play that, one the other. Exactly, you're fluid. But if you're changing that personnel often and it's players that you're not really playing a lot, that's when I think the confusion and the understanding is a bit loose. As long as you've got your core, I mm. find, as long as you've got your core, my, my team, for example, I've got my centre-half I use every game, I've got my centre-midfield, I have my striker and my keeper. That's my spine down the middle. 99.9% of the time they, as long as they're fit they're starting Yeah. no matter what I'm playing against I think we've got that in effect now with Leno Koscielny or Socrates mm. Xhaka mm. and maybe one of them like yeah. I said so you definitely don't, you just got to build around that yeah. I think. Uh, and I think that's a, yeah that's a strip as, as uh, the guy uh, Dan Shaqiri came on and said the other the other day that strip yeah. you've got the two centre-halves you've got the two midfielder two centre midfielders and then one, one of the two up top at least one of the yeah. two up top that's just that's your core you know, and you build around, it. and I think if 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 you have that, it doesn't matter what. It shouldn't really matter so much no. what system you're playing. But again, we, it has been a concern. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It has been a concern. So he's got a lot of work to do in the summer. But yeah, I hope hopefully he plays his strongest team on, on Wednesday, and he can play an equally strong team on Sunday. Yep, and then Valencia next Thursday, and I, I generally think he's going to put all the eggs in the Europa League basket. I think he wants to win that. If he doesn't get result, if he comes out with one or two, if he comes out of a draw and a defeat. Or defeating and defeat, that's it. It's, it's all about with Valencia. But he looks very silly, doesn't he, if he does put his eggs in that Europa League basket, gets to the final, gets beaten by Chelsea on penalties. He's thrown the league top four finish because he was focusing on the Europa League. And suddenly then, every fan with the gift, the rather unfair gift of 2020 hindsight, yeah. is going to look back on these final yep. few games yeah. and go, yeah. you are an idiot. Yes, you got yeah, that wrong. wrong. So does he, he's got to balance he's got, it, hasn't he? I think if, if he doesn't, if he gets if he gets two poor results in the next two games, he's gonna be, it's going to be all about Valencia and he's going to have to carry that rod on his back. Well, that, But that's a good point, Giles, in the sense that if he tries to play the strongest team mm. and the results don't go our way, then it is mm. intelligent management mm. to recognise yeah. the point at which it's gone. But to 
choose now to go, you know what, I'm not that fussed about top four. Yeah. To me, that making would be insanity. Yeah, he's yeah. making a rod for his own back if he does that. If he, if he plays a, a scratch team or, you know, his dirt trackers in any of these two games. And, and we come out, if we come out <coughs> negative, he's made a rod. And he's, he's, he'll live and die, as far as the fans are concerned. Yeah, by, by that, that final, would, if yeah. we get there. Yeah. Yeah, that it's very sort of. Well, you'll be there either way, Charlie. You've bought your ticket. You'll be in Baku. I've heard it's lovely this time of year. It's fantastic. (laughs) No, but it's just one of those. It's it's such. But we've not been at a business in the season like this for a very long time. Mm. It's exciting. It is exciting. We have approved as a club. We've moved on from last year. No one really give us a chance top four this season Mm. and start the season, did they? No one. Honestly, so we got a chance. Let's enjoy it. Go up to uh, Wolves Wednesday night. Positive result. Think, the thing is, you're absolutely right. At the beginning of this season, no one gave him a chance. I'm very oh, few. No one. It was a free hand for him, really. No one. But now was. we're here. Oh, no, I oh, know. You can oh. see that potential prize is right in front of you. You know, then you does your mindset if, change? Like, oh, it's disappointing yes. if we don't, do you know what I mean? If we don't get the Euro, if we positive. don't get top four. Imagine if all of a sudden we did get in top four, third or fourth, don't care, and won the Europa League. What a fantastic start to the Emery era that would be. If we can look in at other potential players, Champions League football, it would be set us up lovely. Well, the club, because it was Emery's 50th game in charge recently, and the club yeah. posted that graphic yeah. on Twitter with his stats, of his, wins. his win percentage. It was much higher than I thought it was, yeah, which is mate. bizarre because I watch all of Arsenal's games, so I know when they've won yep. and when they've lost. But actually, when I looked at it, all represented as one in a nice little table, nice and neat. And I was very surprised how low Wenger was yeah. in his first season. Yeah. The team he had, I couldn't mm. believe it. And actually, the figures for Emery are really impressive. Mm. And if you look at the comments on Arsenal's Facebook page after that defeat against Palace, there is an awful lot of... Emery's hopeless. Yeah. Get him out. And we know these fans are idiots and it's reaction and yeah. passion and all of this. But actually, he is doing a cracking job. He's not getting enough credit. If you take a bigger picture, the, the, you know, the more holistic view, he has done a really good job. Fantastic. But we are prisoners of the moment. Yes. You know, we have short-term selective memory. <laughs> we do as fans. That's, our natural, that's our natural position. You know, so many fans, if he... If he, if he, if he if we don't get <coughs> results on Wednesday and Sunday, trust me, it'll be. I know it'll be fire. It is, but I, I see someone on um, Sunday supplement yesterday, and they. I can't remember what, what it was, but he said, um, obviously before the Palace game, he said if Emery gets Arsenal into the Champions League and wins the Europa Cup, he's not going to get considered for it. We should be considered for manager of the year for for the team he got left with and the squad he got left with. What being left behind with the turmoil, supposedly at the club and. No money, you haven't really been backed properly. You've got still people like Mustafi there. Jenko. Jenko. Ozil and Ramsey, first half of the season, probably weren't really in it on their heads. He's done an extraordinary job. He really, really has. And um, and as you said, them idiots who do say, oh, Emery's not homeless. Certain people, I know some of them. I just don't get, what, what do they want? What do they expect? You've got to be a realistic here. We are a long way behind Man City and we're a long way behind Liverpool. It's funny, in my WhatsApp group yesterday after the game, one of my mates came on and goes, if he doesn't get top four, he should walk. And I was like, why, why, why should he walk? Who, who's secured top four? Like he's saying, that, I said, look, Tottenham, Tottenham haven't. Tottenham have been dragged back in it. And this Start. wasn't an expectation no, no, at no, the start no. of the season. Yeah, ever. Exactly, season. exactly. We're still in it with a chance. You know, I don't think Tottenham fans will be, be 
hanging Pochettino out if he doesn't get top four. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And they'll be kissing his feet. Yeah. And well, rightly you know, so. You know, Man United should, you know, I just, you know, I think it's a lot of knee jerkery right now. No, yeah. you're spot on. A lot of knee jerkery. It's time for cool heads and it's also time, gents, to put you on the spot with some score predictions. It is Wolves up next on Wednesday. How's it going to go? I need a score line. I think we'll lose. Charles thinks we're going to lose. By, by what score line? Goal to nil. Goal to nil and Charlie... Oh, I think we're going to win 2 0. 2 0. Confidence on aggregate. It's a 1 0 win to Arsenal. <laughs> so we'll take it as positivity. Join us next week on the Arsenal Fan Show. We'll be nicer about Shock Dran, I promise. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. is love sport this is love sport